Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. I'm Corinne. And I'm Rainy. Happy Tuesday. Happy Pod Day. Yay. Happy Pod Day. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back, pals. New yeah. and old listeners. Welcome. We have four episodes left of the season. Season five is almost done. Yes. Which feels wild because we're in a very different place than when we started Yeah. in September. Yeah. It's also May, which feels crazy. It feels like Christmas was like last week. Um, (laughs) Is this just how time moves when you're older? I think so. Like either incredibly fast or incredibly slow? Yeah. There's no in between? No in between. It's weird that it's May. Yeah. Um, But it is May. Which means. In 2022. Which means that. You have less than a month. Less than a month for the provincial election in Ontario is June 2nd. Which is a Thursday. Mm-hmm. You have a right to vote. So if you cannot make it to a police station within your work hours, you are legally guaranteed time off. Three hours. Yeah. To go vote. So make sure you fucking vote. Yes. Um, if you haven't gotten your little piece of paper <laughs> in your mailbox, please go online and figure out where to vote, when to vote. If mm-hmm. you don't have an address right now. How to register, all of that shebang. And I think there's this like really common thing that happens it's like we all think as like left-leaning left-thinking people that there's like a vote splitting between the NDP and the liberals Mm -hmm. and you have to vote strategically and as much as my like utopian brain is like no vote for who you want to vote for Mm. like vote with the party that aligns with you the most check your writing (laughs) check your fucking writing because if it's a really close vote to between conservatives and either liberal and NDP and the other one is like out to fucking lunch. Right. It's basically just like get the conservatives out at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this TikTok creator, Radical Wholeness, shared this wonderful resource on his TikTok platform with a website where you can literally go and put your writing and see how everybody's polling. And so you can see if you need to like vote strategically just to get the conservatives out or not. And it's called votethemallout.ca. Beautiful. Vote them all out. Vote, vote those fucking out. conservatives out. NDP, in my opinion, has the best platform and they have uh, candidates in every single writing, but you know, they might not have a fucking chance in certain writings. So that means voting liberal so that conservatives don't win. We don't have another four years of Doug Ford trying to privatize healthcare and pull social spending like let's not fucking do that yeah let's not look over at the u.s this past week and see that happen next year because we decided to vote the conservatives in oh uh, yeah i've been having a lot of conversations with people lately, lately via social media because i shared a tweet saying that um abortion's not federally protected here in canada and they were like what it's not no abortion is just decriminalized federally mm-hmm. And everything is run provincially. Mm -hmm. So there's no laws protecting abortion rights in Canada. And access to anybody that doesn't live in a big city is Mm -hmm. atrocious. Exactly. Is atrocious. Yeah. And for people living out west, let's remember that Jason Kenney was originally uh, an anti-abortion activist. Exactly. Pretty sure that's how he started his political career. Right. So just remember those things. Yeah. And I don't want to hear, I'm like really tired of having the conversation about bodily autonomy, especially when it comes to women's bodies. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to hear anybody like, oh, but you were pro, so pro vaccine mandate. I don't give a shit. It's not the same thing. No. That's, so that is literally the argument of being like, 
I like dogs. The sky's blue. And those things don't make any sense and don't have any relation to each other. So no. Also, the vaccine passports were always going to be temporary. We fucking knew that. And in no way did they take away your basic human rights to your own body. If you chose not to get a vaccine, sorry, you couldn't go to a fucking hockey game. Like, yeah. go cry to someone else. I don't give a shit. Now you can. Yeah. Now you can. Everything's fine. It's yeah. back to basically normal. Exactly. Um... <sighs> So <laughs> that's our small rant. <laughs> small rant. Voting's on June 2nd. You'll get an update from us every week to prepare yourself to go vote. And maybe we should have more resources next next time. Maybe. <laughs> this week we have Your Paris, which is a musical duo. They came to sit down with us on a little cheeky Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. Um, we dive into how they got started because they started right at the beginning of the pandemic what type of music they're writing, what Their it's relationships. like, yeah, what it's like to live together, write music together, and work together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, take a listen to this episode. Let us know what you think. Share this episode. Share everything. We love seeing you guys' shoutouts on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your pets. Yeah. Um, and subscribe. Subscribe at Gal Help Rods. Thank you so much. Here we go. Let's go. My first question. This is why I asked it. Is like you guys are dating, right? Yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> and we were like, I was creeping the Instagram and I was like, they're dating, right? Like, I'm pretty sure. And Corinne was like, we should we play like, are they dating or are they brother and sister? And I was like, oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. Have you seen that TikTok page? It's so funny. No. Oh, my gosh. It's just like some random person looking at random people's Instagrams. And then they try to do like, are they, and they like cover the caption, and like make it like a snap decision if they're dating or their siblings. And Hilarious. it's always like you're like this is highly inappropriate like what are you doing <laughs> so you guessed dating for us i did yeah i saw I valentine's day post and i was like they gotta be right and then i watched a video and i was like i think i think i think this they're definitely dating yeah. <laughs> i was like if they weren't i would be like oh okay this is gonna get weird today yeah. <laughs> um but you guys started did you guys start singing together before you started dating or did you start dating and then um i guess it kind of all happened i guess we started dating first yeah um, we we sang together on our first the first time we ever hung out mm-hmm. we made a little like video for instagram oh really and nick played me one of his songs and that was like kind of half finished which is now one of our songs um, this one? Mm-hmm. the internet nice yeah. yeah um so that it all kind of happened at the start but we definitely like didn't plan on being a singing duo from the yeah. start <laughs> you're just like jamming yeah 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 we kind of were doing our own solo thing yeah we were both yeah i think i was i just gotten out of band out of a band at the time and was doing like my own solo thing for a little bit and had plans to go down that route and that quickly changed all of a sudden but um well i came into the picture yeah, yeah. <laughs> i started dating and then just yeah like we um what kind of happened at first is nick would have a couple shows and he would like have me come up and join him for a song and stuff like that. Right. And then everyone just like really liked us together. Like even like yeah, we would do stuff separate. And then whenever we sang together, they were like, "You guys need to be a duo." So finally, we're like, "Ah." Oh. Yeah. And off the hop, Layla began like kind of pursuing a, a solo career in music as well. And then I think we were just spending so much time together and doing the exact same thing but in separate streams. So we decided to just kind of. Combine the two, so right, yeah. and there was obviously clear chemistry on stage. That's why people were saying, things. yeah, and that translated when you were like making music as well, right? Totally, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and you guys started right before the pandemic, right? As like, or you decided to yeah. join forces, I guess we'll I call know. it. I guess, yeah, I don't know. When was that? Be- we officially launched as a duo January, January 1st right. of 2020. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Anytime that's ever brought up in a history, everyone's yeah. just going to go, like, <laughs> yeah. If only you knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a bummer because, like, leading up to that, like, we were we we also like knew before January first we like wanted to like launch it at the start of, of the yeah. year. Yeah. We, we had planned. Launches out. take time and planning. Yeah, yeah. We, like, we started planning it back in the fall, I think, and then picked January first as like the unveiling of the project. Um, yeah, and then we were hoping to like maybe do a little mini tour that summer. Mm-hmm. We had a couple shows. We got to do a couple shows. Actually, we're pretty lucky. Like before things shut down yeah there's a few showcases a friend of ours used to put on um at b-side lounge which unfortunately isn't around anymore but um yeah we did some showcases there and then like a couple so far shows yeah some so far shows and then a couple shows of our own um and then our last show before the pandemic it was basically on the day the yeah the nba shut down and the whole world shut down yeah like we were getting there and nick was like you can't hug your friends tonight. And I was like, mm, you shut up. And I like, yeah, still <laughs> hugged them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was such a weird. Yeah. yeah. It was weird because we were like, we were posting about the show yeah. and then we were like, we probably actually shouldn't make a story like promoting yeah. people to come out. But it was like, things hadn't shut down yet. So we were like, what yeah. do we do? People were just like flying by the seat of their pants, like canceling plans mm-hmm. randomly, like mm-hmm. actually not going. canceling plans. So yeah. fucking weird. I got like three emails in the same day that I was fired from multiple jobs or like things were shutting down and then I went over to her place for dinner and was like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Nick yeah. like saw it coming a little bit before I did. I was. I tried to warn you all and no one listened. <laughs> he really he did. Like... He was calling everyone his family. His sister was living in New York at the time and he was like, come home right now. Yeah. This, oh, yeah, wow. this is like a month before I think it started, like a few weeks or anything. And I remember finding myself in the grocery store and like, all the toilet paper was gone, all the vegetables were gone, everything was gone. And and then I listened to a lot of sports podcasts and they were talking about how in the sports world, like it's they're seeing a lot of numbers spike and all this other yeah. stuff. And so yeah, like got on, on the phone with my sister in New York, I was like, You need to come home. Like yes. now. Like, this is gonna hit. And everyone laughed it off. My mom called me to uh she was pissed off and oh, yeah. I, I scared my sister and she said, like, what the hell are you telling your sister? And you need to calm down. <laughs> Stop scaring and people. And then like two weeks later, everything shut down and she was like, Yeah. Going crazy. We should listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. She wished she'd listen to me, and then she was stuck there for like another. Got COVID. Yeah. In yeah. New York, and uh, it was stuck. The first there. time, or like yeah, the yeah. first time. Yeah. And it was um, scary in New York with that first time because there was just like bodies on the like there were there was no space mm-hmm. for the yeah. hospitals, right? It was like a very kind of like weird, sad yeah. space to yeah. be. Yeah. Your sister was in New York too at the time. Yeah. Yeah. My sister oh, was wow. in New York too, and yeah. so it was it, she was even less. She had like a lot of depression from it, just because it was yeah. sad to leave the house and see yeah, everything, yeah. you know. Oh man! Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, such a weird time. Now that we look back on it, now <laughs> in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um. So you guys were singing together, and then you, obviously, the pandemic hit, and it gave you a lot of free time, like the rest of us. To yeah, I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise. Like we. Yeah. We had like big plans and I think we thought we were going to do all this stuff, but we didn't really, we weren't really prepared for it. Okay. 
It's also like, yeah. it's hard to have, it's like easy to have plans and then be like, oh, but we're living through this like global change mm-hmm. and it's hard to like act on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we definitely were just like this year, we're going to take over the world. And then, <laughs> but then like when the pandemic hit, we actually like wrote all the songs that we now have released yeah, and like actually right. worked mm-hmm. on doing that stuff, which was like, we kind of needed an excuse to be like stuck. Yeah. It kind of forced us to stay to do that. inside and write cool. songs and, mm-hmm. and totally. develop a plan and strategy for releasing things and, and stuff like that and um got a lot of the growing pains out of the way i think behind doors which was kind of cool mm. yeah that's a good um, point actually yeah like what uh well well wait <laughs> we moved to kingston when the pandemic hit yes. to live with his family right well, you want to talk growing pains in the relationship or growing pains in the music? Both. Okay. <laughs> they did happen at the same time, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, mean, from, I mean, like living with like a significant other's family is already like a bit of a stress or like, yeah. you did, I mean, even if you have like the best family in the world, I mean, it's it's stressful situation. Newly living together is stressful. Yeah. Like there, it's a lot. It was a lot because when we started dating, like he lived in Kingston and I lived here. So yeah. we would see each other for like a couple of days at a time. But we never, we, we'd never even lived in the same city. Right. Oh, wow. So he moved in with me in Toronto like a month before the pandemic hit. And then mm. we moved to Kingston. So you want to get into the growing pains? <laughs> well, I mean, from the music side of things, I mean, we um, weren't doing a lot of like, I mean, we're not really heavy. We weren't in heavy into production at the time, like right. producing mm. our own stuff. We'd always like kind of hire out for that or like that's how I always functioned. I didn't know anything about being it. in a band. You just like always hired a producer. Yeah. We yeah. always had a producer and we always went to the studio. Like it was, it was more of like an indie rock band and like we had a lot of connections in that band, a lot of like money. Um, so we were able to just go to studios right. and like hire people in and get it all done. Do and, you mind if I ask what the band's name was? Yeah. It's called, <laughs> they're still going. It's the, they're called Casador. Okay. Um, and there was a lot of backing from like the tragically hip. Cool. Um, oh. Yeah. So we, we had a lot of, yeah, a lot of connections. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was like an indie rock, and so it was all like live. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was all kind of live instruments and things like that. Right. Um, whereas, like, obviously now the more in the pop world, where everything's on the computer. Yep. Right. Fun. Anyway, um, so for us, like the growing pains in the music, I think, like, we kept everything acoustic during the pandemic and built up all our tracks just in an acoustic kind of setting. Um, Which is kind of how we started performing, too, and that's kind of what people were responding to. So I think that's more what we thought we were going to sound like at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, and then over the last, like, I mean, since the pandemic started, I guess I've just taken it upon myself to kind of grow in that domain and kind mm-hmm. of get better as a producer and start kind of getting mentored by a couple people and also just taking a lot of, like, master classes and things totally. like that. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so now we've got like some new tracks that we're hoping comes out, you know. In, at in some a, point. At some point. Um, <laughs> all, <laughs> pretty much done. Um, that we've self-produced them all now, and they sound like completely different than, you know, how we used to just do acoustic tracks. Um, so mm-hmm. it's really cool to kind of see that transition. Um, but they, and they feel really like true to us, like the sound yeah, and the yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, like, we like found our we found our sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and I think that's something that we can you know, thank the pandemic for it, I say it that way, to kind of, you know, go through that process and get to where we are now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so basically our goal in 2020 was to release a song every, uh, six eight to eight weeks, weeks yeah. uh, which we did, which mm-hmm. I think was perfect for us in the moment, just like to get Still, stuff out yeah, quickly. Yeah. yeah. But, um, also the practice of making music on a regular basis, I'm totally. sure was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like, I think it was good too, to have like, to like, 
set our own deadlines kind yeah. of right. during that time when there wasn't like nothing going on. <laughs> and it also gave us a platform to start on because we, we, we yeah. didn't have anything. Build a, pro, a profile of exactly. music, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was it. We were like, we don't want people to look us up. Like, see us at a show, look us up, and then we have one song. Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. So now we have like nine or whatever. But but a lesson from that was definitely like we were maybe doing quality over quantity a little bit at the start. Quantity over quality. Quantity over quality. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah it, we That's a huge argument about, about which art and work is do what do you do yeah. quantity versus quality versus the beginning at the end how, yeah right especially when you're starting out because yeah. you like like you were just saying you want that body of work to be able to show mm-hmm. that you're doing the thing that you're doing but it's like good art or good sound or good whatever yeah. takes time mm-hmm. like yeah. we know people that work on shows for five years before they're released yeah. like plays or tv or movies yeah. and like that's the time it takes to rewrite, yeah. to work on it, to try it, like trial and error, right. you know? We even have like discussions about this with the podcast about like that, that exact discussion. Yeah. Is it like, do we just release every single week? Cause it's quantity, it's there, we get the seasons going, it's yeah. moving. Yes. Or do we re- release like really well produced quality yeah. episodes? Every yeah, week? to your point about like, yeah, that being a debate and everything, like we know music, I think I even was in the mindset at one point to like, um, like just releasing everything, like don't hold anything back and don't worry yeah. about being perfect. Um, yeah. and, and treating, this is, I found interesting, treat, treating Spotify, like all your streaming services, like, um, like it's YouTube, like we're yes. so, so in the sense that like, um, I don't know, vlogging comes to mind. Like they, they're kind of just posting everything that's happening in their life and just constantly keep uploading and never kind of, never have a dip anywhere. And so it, to treat Spotify, it's the exact same thing. So even if it's not like a, polished song if it's not mm. you know if, if you have to do acoustic versions of your songs mm-hmm. or whatever it's just keep posting to spotify as if it's like a right if it, as if it's youtube or totally. facebook or twitter or anything like that yeah yeah which so. we literally know helps like with the algorithm it does if there's no right. way it doesn't yeah. yeah yeah but but then we also both have this issue where like maybe <laughs> maybe you more than me like you want things to be like totally perfect before you release mm. it yeah. and sometimes it's like yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's like a little bit of like OCD. Mm-hmm. I know, not even OCD, like weird. Just like perfectionism. Perfectionism. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, even like rough edges like really bother me. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's <laughs> like, because like, when we first like started talking and stuff, you had a couple solo songs that you were like really holding back on. I think the internet mm-hmm. was even one of them where you mm-hmm. were just like, yeah, you kind of like were like blocking yourself from being able to finish it because you felt like you couldn't go out there. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah, you're never gonna feel ready. Like you're never yeah, ever gonna never. feel like it's perfect. Yeah. Also, it's like it. You could constantly work on it, and it would never be right. No. That's the thing as yeah. well. It's like you could constantly fiddle with music. You right. could constantly. Yeah. And work we, on something. And we've done that where we like kept working on it to the point where then it I think started to get worse. Yeah, yep. that, <laughs> there is that point. Yeah. 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 I think it's also to like you'll always listen back. I mean, you know, for music, like you always, especially if you're the one, you know, producing it or whatever it is, um, you always listen back and hear the imperfections. Yes. Or, or find the you know the stick in the mud thing that you probably could have fixed and didn't, or something that bugs you. But I don't know. I mean, with that also, like I try not to listen to our music like, after it's out. Like I don't. Yes. <laughs> once it's once it's out, like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of us. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not the fan. I'm, our, I'm not the consumer. Like, yeah. I know our friends were playing it at or like the yeah. little gathering uh, on Friday night. We were just like, I hate that. But yeah. but yeah, what I was just thinking is like with the whole quality and quantity thing. Like, the one song that has done the best for us. Like, obviously, it's very we're still very small scale. Is the one that we did, expected not to. Yeah. It's not the one that we felt the best about putting mm. out. Mm. So it's kind of like. 
even if every song we put out, we're like, this is the best one. It's not always mm -hmm. how it's received. And we've experienced oh, that too. Rooms. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that song. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think a lot of artists, often you hear them talk about their favorite songs on albums or favorite songs to like sing live. And it's never the one that is the, the single. Yeah. Right? Like the top yeah. hit, right? They yeah. get so tired of that song yeah. or... It, it was a producer choice or there's some something about it that's just not their favorite. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, did you guys, when you were recording, how did you, did you go into a recording studio? No. So when we, I mean, originally we, when we moved back to Kingston to live in my parents' basement. Um, <laughs> we lived in both parents' basements. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> uh, my brother and sister are both older than me and they've moved on with their lives, so they're not in the house anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so my parents... Uh, let me kind of turn the basement into a like home studio. Nice. Um, so yeah, we just did everything at. I was about to say the address, but maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> in Kingston, at my parents' yeah. place. Yeah, um, there you go. But yeah, no, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, well, yeah, nothing, nothing special. Got the job. Well, done. like yeah. so, Nick went to school for music, so he's done a lot of like recording, and he's recorded mm -hmm. other bands before. I knew nothing about that. Like mm -hmm. I barely could like set up a mic to sing into my like garage band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's actually it's actually pretty funny because I graduated from from college and moved back home. And what school did you go to? I went to Fanshawe. Cool. Yeah, and um, uh, I turned this turned the basement into a studio at that time, um, and like had drums and the whole shebang, and used to record shitty rock bands, local <laughs> bands in my parents' basement. They loved it. Um, oh, yeah. Just to make, <laughs> to make it a, an, extra, yeah, an extra couple bucks. In case you then, didn't hear the sarcasm. There. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally moved out, took all my stuff with me, and I'm sure they were like, thank God, we'll never have to go through that again. And then we moved back in and built another studio. But yeah. Luckily, no drums. But, yeah. Um, Are you the youngest? I am so the youngest. you're the last to move out. That's right. Mm -hmm. They were like... But yeah. then the New York sister <laughs> did come back and live, was there for yeah. a chunk of the pandemic yeah. with us. So that was really fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause that would like never happen otherwise. Yeah. But, like, she was, she, her, as adults her, living at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. Um, yeah. Her job was done in New York. Um, she was supposed to move to the UK, like right as the pandemic hit uh -huh. to start a new job, um, but couldn't. So she was told to work remote, but her lease was up in New York. So she said, screw it. I'll just come back to Kingston, pandemic, yeah. whatever. Um, and thought she was going to be there for like two or three months and then kick it out to the UK. And it was like two years she was there. And yeah. And so, yeah, it was me, yeah. the two adult, the youngest and the oldest living back in mom and dad's house. <laughs> brought a girlfriend. Yeah. 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 So it was quite the scene. How yeah. did like, how did moving back into your parents' place, like change your dynamic with your parents and your sister? Um... I don't know. I think uh, I think my sister probably got a little closer. I would say like it's cool. I, I mean, we're both now adults, like approaching our thirties now, living in mom and dad's house again together for like right. I don't know how long we were there. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I don't know. It was cool to see like um, I don't know how to approach this. My, <laughs> <laughs> it was cool to see the dynamic shift to like this social. Like uh, there's a lot of like drinking on the deck and like a lot yeah, of yeah, like yeah. um adult yeah, conversations true. which like we never and my parents don't like party and like don't really drink at all because right. your mom also retired around that time my too my mom was retiring oh, soon nice. there's a lot of people just at home a lot of people all, <laughs> all of a sudden like, it was like yeah. we drink and we hang out on the deck and we have a good time and like we're like i grew up in a christian home and like yeah. you know, it was like very very interesting 
to see this side of of the family. I don't know. Your parents yeah. adults are they're different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you guys are like friends now. Exactly, that's a good like, point. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, just being like dad yeah, reprimanding. Ex- you, exactly, you know? <laughs> they went from parents to friends, and yeah. But it was also hilarious, like with the pandemic, like we would like sleep in a lot at the start. And we'd yeah, like get I up mean, at two and they'd be like, oh, hello, you've woken up. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had nothing going on really other than just making music, so. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You're on your schedule. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that was like, talking growing pains, like that was hard. Like, I feel like the time in Kingston was like probably the hardest time in our relationship. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I can see that. How early on was it in the relationship? A year or two? A year. It was yeah. this. What? <laughs> Well, it was the summer um, of 2020. Yeah, so we've been together for a year. Yeah. Yes, we have. So you had always been into like a pop sounding when you were Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like I like kind of grew up mostly wanting to act. So I've I've always been like acting, but music has just kind of been like, I've always sung, but I never like, I never really wrote my own stuff or Mm -hmm. did any of that, but I would make little covers on YouTube and yeah, always pop. Yeah. And you came from an indie kind of rock uh, yeah, I mean, I was never into that. I kind of fell in into that okay. somehow. I like, I'm first and foremost a singer and yeah. guitar player, I guess, and songwriter. And I, I don't really know that I really wanted to get into performing, actually, to be honest with you. I think mm-hmm. I wanted to be a little more behind the scenes and do some engineering or something like that. Or songwriting, I think, was really my focus. Um, but uh, this band, Casador, in Kingston at the time, their keyboard player quit. So they said, hey, do you want to come be, a, or audition to be our keyboard player? And I said, Barely play the instrument, but sure, I'll give it a shot. Oh, wow. Next thing I know, I'm in the band and for four years and touring yeah. Canada and the States. And so the transition to go from indie rock to kind of like a more pop sound, it, it, wasn't, was, it wasn't like you were super connected to the indie rock stuff. Right, no, that was easy. And I, I think yeah. ultimately, I think I always um, saw an end somewhere with that band. Right. Um, just because it wasn't my sound, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, I just knew. There was a lot of cutting the teeth there, like, there was a booking agent we toured a lot um there was some financial backing a lot of connections like i said um so it was a good like four years to just get in the industry and play shows and like see what this is all about that's right um and then uh yeah i kind of started to fall apart some people left the band um and there was kind of this transition period so i thought it was probably the best time for me to leave um so i jumped ship and then did some solo stuff wound up on a tv show for um, singing and that was fun. It was called The Launch. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Cool. Um, yeah, did that. It was fun. Uh, released a couple songs and then and then I met Layla. And... How did you guys meet? Uh, I had seen him play. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. I'm the only one that answers that question. Um, he, I had seen him play a couple times in that band. Um, and I knew who he was. And I have one night where I remember turning to my best friend being like, that guy's the best one. Like, cause he's like in the back, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. not the guy in the back. Not the lead. I was like, he's really, anyway. Um, I won't say that. Ooh, there was something deep in there. Yeah. I was like, he's the best one. Um, so we had each other on like social media and then we'd like, we were both making videos and stuff, but I knew we lived in Kingston. At this point I'd graduated from Queens. So I was, um, back in Toronto. And then I was going to be in Kingston for like my friend's wedding shower, and I just called him one day. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, we we don't to answer your question. We don't really know how we met. We don't really remember. It yeah, was somewhere it's along the line. To, yeah, and in the same we'll, circles. 
A couple of years ago, I messaged him asking what microphone he used in his videos. Right. And I was flirting with him. Shoot your shot, girl. And yes. he totally shut me down. I, I thought we were just talking gear. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what, do you, oh, what man. might you use? It sounds great. Your videos are nice. And he was like, it's this, period. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. And then we're just so then I visited Kingston and we got drinks, made a video. Yeah, yeah. But we're always just on each other's radar. Like, I was always creeping on her YouTube videos and things like that. But yeah. it's always through social media. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the first time we really met before. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because your lyrics and sound is so soulful and romantic, yeah. how much of the lyrics and the story that's being told in the songs is about the two of you? And how much is it about... Zero. Really? I think, okay, I have thoughts on that answer. <laughs> okay. I love this. You go first. Uh, no, I just, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the stuff that's already out, um, a lot of it was written before okay. we mm-hmm. were together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, yeah so a lot of it was written before. Um, we also kind of have, like, I don't know, maybe Nick's been writing for a lot longer than mm-hmm. I have, so, like, it's easier for him to, like, just write something that's totally, totally. made up. If that makes sense. Whereas I'm a little bit more like, I need to be inspired by an actual something or situation. But I don't know who was asking us the same question recently. But I do. Oh, it was Zach. Mm-hmm. In the session. I do feel like um, all this stuff is kind of about us, even if we don't think it is. Or maybe it's like I think we when can we start to it. Yeah. So we can always relate to it. But even like yeah. the late, the more recent stuff, like when we write these days, like. Even if the situation's not about us, like if we're like, this is about a, you know, whatever, a girl mm-hmm. who did this, like it ends up, like the truth ends up coming out just because that's who we are and that's our experience right now. So I feel like it's always in the songs a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I don't think you can fully separate yourself from the art that you do because if you did, it wouldn't be yours. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like weird. Also, a big part of being a, a duo is finding connections and in, in moments that might not necessarily be expected. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, do you ever worry about like putting your guys' relationship out there in lyrics and music? Definitely. Like. Oh, do you? Well, well, no. I was gonna say, like at the start, we didn't want to be a duo because we were like, we literally were like, that's insane. Like, we right. can't, you can't do that. Like, we're dating. Like, you can't date. It's very like Fleetwood Mackie almost. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. It just seems like kind of stupid. Like, we were like, <laughs> that's dumb. And then I remember. Yeah, because when we when we decided to do it, we were like, oh, like, not that it was like against our will, but we were like, we got to just give in because clearly this is like something. what is the right choice. Yeah. And like, there's something about us together that obviously is working better than us separately. Mm-hmm. And like, but um, we also had when we were talking about like how we want to like brand ourselves. Mm-hmm. At first, we were like, we won't say we're dating. Mm-hmm. We'll just like let people wonder. But then people really liked that. Mm. And it kind of, like, ended up being one of our, like, things that made us cool. So then we leaned into it a little bit more. So, like, for a while, our whole well, time. Clearly not enough. Yeah. I guess they, well, no, but it's funny because, like, a couple of years ago. Like, we, a, we look like siblings. We look like siblings. <laughs> I wasn't saying that way. Just... <laughs> like, a year ago, our bio was, like, you'll either hear about our love story or our breakup. Like, that was our, like, tagline. It sounds so stupid now. <laughs> but we were, like, owning it. Whereas, I, yeah. Um, I mean, you have to. People love um, a good story, right? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, why is The Bachelor so popular? Why are, like, these dating shows, like, so popular? It's because people love listening and watching about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. And I think, the, I mean, the nice thing about us, too, is, like, we're not just singing about, like, lovey-dovey stuff. Like, we're also singing about, like, sad, like, messed up relationship stuff, too. So right. I think maybe that's maybe makes us people like it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, like, authentic, but not, like, perfect. It's yeah. Like kind of chaotic. Yeah. It's kind of how we are. So I feel like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we didn't want to be, like, um, who's the singing couple that was... Alex and Sierra. Alex and Sierra. Um, they were like on a TV show. Oh. Anyway, they're they're like a singing couple and they're like their holdings are like very cutesy and like they sing really romantic songs. And like yeah. that's not what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Also like it's not real. Like that's not how relationships are. Like right. yeah. we're adults now, we're like almost like we're thirty, you guys are almost thirty. Mm-hmm. Like relationships have problems and like you have to grow through them right. like and if you're only singing about the good things it's also like painting a lie yeah and totally. setting unrealistic expectations for everybody else in the world mm-hmm. yeah yeah point. yeah just be real yeah <laughs> <laughs> just be real Sorry. i'm long over it's like the my hungover brain is like right. <laughs> wait what is it doing <laughs> just like that <laughs> Um, because you said you were originally not wanting to be like a, you think more behind the scenes music. Yeah. Yeah. How does, how is that working out? Are you, are you guys equally sharing vocals right now? Yeah. So I think for me, like that changed when I, when I had all that experience with the band. Oh, okay. Once I got into that world, I was like, like, this is cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. People are going to pay me to play and give me free booze. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I think I may have just negated your question there, but no, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So do you share the yeah. workload of producing, or like, how did like the logistics go that way? Yeah, I that think. Way? Yeah, with <laughs> I mean, when we yeah, when we're doing all the acoustic stuff, like it was mostly just I think me basically just hunkering down in the basement and, yeah. and plucking away at things, and then showing her what I got, and then she just kind of be my yes man and. Yeah. Tell me that it sounds good. And I would go set up the Facebook ads. That's right. Um, <laughs> when he was doing that. Yeah, yeah. So that, You're that doing is, the social media. Yeah. yeah, that is like how the split was going for a while. Um, and still mainly is. Um, but now she's there a lot of the time when when I'm, you know, have the half-baked ideas and productions going on. And she's in the studio. We, we work in studios now mm-hmm. a little bit. And uh, now she's always there contributing, saying, I like that plucky sound. Going on yeah, so I, I, would, like I wouldn't that. call Technical that producing terms. necessarily, but I definitely go like this, not that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did you do you play instruments? I play a little bit of guitar, but like not much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard to describe music if you don't play instruments. Yeah, I had like for a sure. huge struggle. I was working with live musicians for a show that I was producing a while ago, and I we were trying to figure out the score, and I was like, um. Like it needs to like go longer in this part, but like higher and then sharp and then stop. <laughs> and they were like, "That's right." Like, okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Ah!" Like trying to sing yeah. it, and I'm not a vocalist at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, I grew up doing musical theater, so like singing oh, and music has yeah. always been known to me. But I knew nothing about the technical side of it. Like I knew nothing about production. Like there was like he taught me a lot of words <laughs> yeah. at the start, uh, and also like performing like stuff like performing live. I didn't know. Mm anything <laughs> yeah it's like equipment and the names of all the different cables yeah oh yeah. so you hadn't performed live a ton i not like a not like like i'd done a lot of musical theater mm-hmm. where you're just like mic'd right. up and you don't have to do anything yeah um and then yeah no that's pretty much it I, and some open mics oh, but i'd okay. never like done a done a show or like nick was like full-time gigging before and you weren't pursuing pandemic. 
that or you're just not there yet? Pardon me? You weren't pursuing full-time gigging yet? or No, I'd never, I'd never done that. Um, yeah. I was always, like, after school, I went to school for theater and film, and then I just was, like, bartending and serving while I was auditioning, basically. And yeah. singing was just kind of like She's an thing. actor as well. Yeah. I'm an actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have... You said you met... You had a PR person, because we were talking about... Yeah. How did that about in such like an early stage it felt like of the duet yeah what we had through what a single or something is that what it was uh yeah we used her for about love right yeah uh yeah i think that was I'm trying to remember when we released that but um that was just something was july knew we wanted to try i mean layla has been doing all our like submit hub and like mm-hmm. um you know all the pushing of the singles and stuff like that on our own um, and so for this one single, we wanted to try and give it an extra push and see, just experience what it was like to work with somebody exter- right. externally. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so we went that route. We did like a lot of just like learning in that first year. Like we were, we did like a course about Facebook ads and like, we're just yeah. looking up all the, like all the things you're supposed to do. Cause I didn't really, I don't think I knew that you could just like pay someone to do your publicity. Yeah. I thought it was like you had to be famous and then you had a publicist, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> PR's a job. I just didn't, yeah, I just didn't understand it. So, yeah, we got her and then we've used a couple other people on different different songs. But mm-hmm. the the something I pride myself on is that we got the CTV's Your Morning. We got that ourselves. Nice. nice. Just doing it on our own, so. Oh, that's mm-hmm. yeah. dope. How, can I ask about, like, cost versus value of, like, a PR person? Like, how much did you end up paying her for the full time she worked with you? And, like, do you feel who's valuable? <laughs> too, mu- too much. Too much. <laughs> um, should we bleep out her is name? Is this an off the record moment? I'm not sure. No, uh, I don't care. No. <laughs> I don't care. It's all a learning curve, right? It's like, maybe it was just wasn't the right person. Maybe it just, like, wasn't good timing. Like, whatever. Yeah, know? I think... Um, she was really nice. She was just really she expensive. Was, she was very nice, mm-hmm. very expensive. And we didn't feel, I think, that she was very maybe had our interests. Uh, she wasn't of, transparent enough. That, and I, mm-hmm. I think it just felt like more of a paycheck for her. Like, I didn't really think that she was, like, really invested in... in right, uh, but there was a lot of, like, you guys are the best singers I've ever heard. Oh, my God, I love you. Like, oh, weird. Yeah, like, I mean, weird I think all, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, the thing is, it's really hard. Like, you can't, like, calculate, like, a return on that, right? Like, no. it's well, the same your thing expectation with, like, is, like, I'm paying all this money for a PR person. I'm going to blow the fuck up. That's like what you kind of hope yeah. in the back of your mind if you're p- putting that sum of money into yeah, it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, just, you know, and Layla mentioned transparency. Like, we've, we've worked with a couple others after this person. Um, and <clears throat> with that specific instance, like, we paid all this money and got some things in return, but didn't get a whole lot. And we we're never told, like, what opportunities were potentially there um, mm-hmm. or where we were submitted to, but didn't get accepted and things like that. Whereas um, we moved on and did a couple other um campaigns with with other people that was uh, cheaper and they were very like gave us a whole list of we've submitted you this 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 came back oh i see yeah we didn't get this we didn't get this this is happening this is happening because we're in the phase where we want it we want that information yeah right you want to yeah you want to know where you can grow and why yeah you want to understand the problems and the numbers too like how many people said no to us like right and like to have that information just to know where you're submitted is like where you can try again yeah right because sometimes it's like what is the number the stats like you have to see an advertisement like seven times before you actually retain it in your brain oh wow okay so like when you totally. like see like si- like sidewalk ads or like whatever yeah. you have to walk by something seven times before you stop it's like the 
statistic or something. Wow. Or before you actually remember the information that it's showing you. Yeah. So, like, that information would be so helpful to, like, resubmit yourself. Yeah. Try again. Totally. Try a different way. Like, you need yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Right? You have yep. to knock on so many doors over and over again. Yeah. Before people say yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so the f this first person just, like, wasn't sharing anything. Yeah, no, we, we just got like all, all the things that we got and that's all we ever saw. And then mm -hmm. it, we kind of, I think at one point we just asked for like a list of like, obviously not the contact information because that would kind of be, you know. Weird, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we were like, can we just get a list of names of people that like uh, companies that we got submitted to like, yeah. You know, yeah. or different outlets, like just to yeah. see where the money was going. Yeah. And but, she felt like that was like her that's like what she built up, her golden book it. that we weren't allowed. I don't know. Yeah. I think, oh, like her contact. She was like, I don't want to share that with you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I think like the thing that keeps happening to us is like we get in these situations where we hire people to do things and then we realize like we, like with her, we didn't know anything about PR. Right. Like after that, I just remember being like, I think I could just do this for it. <laughs> okay, and I definitely can't do it as well as an actual PR person. Right. But I think there's a lot of stuff that we can do ourselves that we can do better only because we know ourselves well mm -hmm. enough. And we also, like, have a really high standard for stuff. So I feel like even, like, with music videos, like, we've gone to situations where people film videos for us and then after we're like, that doesn't look anything like it should. No. <laughs> and it's like, no. it's all learning. Like, we don't... Yeah. You don't yeah. know until you're there. Yeah. But we've, it's been kind of empowering because then when we learn, like we did do a couple of PR campaigns ourselves, and it was like really awesome. Yeah. 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 And like also those are relationships that you continue, can continue to build on. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, hopefully those relationships will like come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. I think with that, like for an example, like we were just looking for something that like we submitted you to exclaim, exclaim didn't accept like that. Just something like that where it was like, we couldn't get any of that information mm. from this person. And it was like, that's sketchy. No. Yeah. And she was a pop. No, we should say that. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> Coming out of the pandemic now, knock on couch wood, whatever it is, um, with like goals and lives kind of changing, mm -hmm. have you been able to maintain that same um, drive and attention to the work that you wish? No. No. Yeah, no, it's been a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we both got full-time jobs now. And, um, yeah, we, like, well, so, like, we definitely, like, had Serb for, like, a long chunk of time, and that yeah. was really awesome, because we were able to, like, just, just do music. But, yeah, we both have full-time jobs now. We work in, on a TV show doing their COVID testing. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, very random, mm -hmm. um, which is cool, but unfortunately, we're kind of, like, working, like, adjacent to what we want to be doing. Like, yeah. we're seeing all the actors coming in and, like, performers, and we're not there, but we're right next to them. Yeah. Um, so it's hard because, like, first of all, our hours are crazy. So we're just, like, exhausted. And it's totally. also just, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to find time for music. And that's really sad for us sometimes. But mm -hmm. we need to, yeah. It, we just have to be more diligent about carving out time. and mm -hmm. Yeah. Making sure it doesn't get forgotten. It's also hard to, like, I mean, like, you're in a relationship. You're staying together. You're working together. How do you guys have time to, like, also just work on what you want to do also just outside like, of that be yourselves yeah we don't <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah no like we don't well, because we're together every day at work yeah it's yeah i don't know i mean it's like there have been times though definitely when we like go to record something and then we just end up like watching a movie or like yeah you know like we it is that it. it is hard that way um yeah i think i don't know i think it's right now it's like finding new motivation for me i mentioned like producing now and like that's been something in the last year that i've 
really taken upon myself. I think I mentioned master classes. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of those. Love master class. Uh, yeah. Um, and working with our mentor, uh, Michael, um, and, and who we write songs with and hang out at his studio. And I think that's been like a new push for me, like kind of just like, I don't know, um, unprecedented territory that I've never, mm-hmm. yeah, you like that word? I did. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm, I was like, what is unprecedented territory? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That's been motivating. I mean, it's been t- I think writing has been the toughest part right now. I think it is getting back into that. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. Writing takes time. Yeah. It either like comes out of you or it's not there maybe. Is that why? Yeah. I think it's also hard that like, like to be transparent. It's like hard to write when we're dating as well. I think. Of course. It's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Is it because, is because you're scared that you're going to write about, like write a line that's like about the other person? Or? There's, uh, yeah, there's that. Or like, I mean, probably there's like yeah. worrying the other person's going to think it's about them when it's not. Oh, um, yeah. There's even just like, you know, if we just like got over a certain issue, like, do or we f- want to write a song about that once we're still over it? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I always try to flip the script when we're, when we're writing too. Like, we did a session a couple of weeks ago, and um, our friend Zach, yeah, um, kind of sat us down as the couple and was like, "We're writing for you today," and like, you know, what's relatable to you? Tell me about yourself. And he, he was kind of like a therapy session, but he got a lot out of this. Um, <laughs> but then. You know, every now and then, while we're writing, he's kind of always looking back and saying, you know, like, do you relate to this? Is this something you would feel? Is this mm-hmm. something? Mm-hmm. And I had to kind of put an end to that because I was like, I, th- I felt like it was kind of holding back potential, I don't know, avenues of writing. And eventually just kind of said that, like, mm-hmm. let's all, we had Michael in the room as well. It's like all four of us writing in the room. I was like, don't. We're here to be write with you guys. Yeah, like- we're here to write and not necessarily, like, we don't need to write our only our experience like we're all four writers in the room we'll sing it at the end of the day but like mm. what are you guys feeling you know totally what I mean? like, or what so, are experiences that you have had that exactly. relate to this subject matter or because then you hear a story from them and then all of a sudden i understand where they're coming from i relate and i had a similar experience that kind of went off this and then the snowballs and we all have you know it's this collective yeah, this yeah. collective mm-hmm. exactly um yeah, so, having other people involved in the writing definitely is good for us i think yeah at so this stage I, personally i try to steer it away from like just our story or totally. experience and try to and try to push whoever's in the room to to contribute yeah um, yeah we all that's fair yeah. Yeah. yeah it's also like i find when i'm working in a room with other people like i want their opinions because it's like just like literally just what you were saying it feels better to have more opinions mm-hmm. and like your idea is not always the best or the should be the final one mm-hmm. right and if you're working with other people why not listen to them yeah I, yeah and it's, i think it's important to keep um, it's not about like whose idea is better it's about like what idea is better yeah yes. right? exactly. and also you you want to you know have you know in terms of songwriting you want to write about stuff that multiple people can relate to I mean that's mm-hmm. how that's why people are going to listen to it right like of course, yeah. how many how many songs do you hear you know or like are your favorite songs because you feel like it was written for you it was literally your life of course yeah. um, <laughs> but it's like you were never you were never involved in that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. well there's there's one song that we are hoping to release um, that's in the works that we didn't write at all it's actually an art like an artist friend of ours put mm-hmm. a song out and then took it off of um, Spotify yeah, yeah. and we were like where did the song go that we like we love that song so much and then we were it turns out we're actually going to record it and oh, wow. it feels so true to us mm-hmm. but like we didn't write a word of it mm-hmm. so like you know it's not all yeah. It's great. yeah but that's like it's I think this is true in music a lot that a lot of singers don't write their own music like they're always working with writers and producers and stuff and they're mm-hmm. performers right 
Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're lucky. Like Nick is really, is really, really a songwriter. I think I'm like learning to do that more. (laughs) But um, yeah. Nice. Nice. What do you find like your biggest um, now that you're like learning to write songs and this like avenue what do you find like is your biggest block um I think I need to like just learn to maybe trust the process more like Mm. I think I get really like nervous about like saying an idea for a line that like sounds stupid and then I like can't get get to the good stuff right um yeah I I think it also just to go back to you know you know the term growing pains like I wrote a bunch of songs when I was like 14, 15, 16 year olds that that just sounded like crap and were like, there's no, yes. there's no story here. There's no, yeah. there's no I idea. was angsty. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no concepts. A bunch of yeah. random words. And then, you know, down the road, being in a band, then going through school and um, and now writing, like, there's a lot of, like, rules we put in place and, like, pop hit writing and, like, um, the formula. formula yeah. and formula, things yeah. like that. Um, so to, you know, go through that whole process and get there now, I think it's, is a benefit for me like it's I, I imagine it'd be hard coming in cold never writing and going through that shitty phase yes and then immediately coming in and say we're now you're writing songs oh and by the way here's all the rules <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah especially now because i i mean i do have this idea of like every song we write i want it to be like a good one that we can release which is just not the reality of how it's right. gonna no. go right no no yeah. Just let yourself do garbage. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then burn that garbage later. <laughs> but it's all like a practice, right? Like songwriting is a practice. Performing is a practice. Yeah. Music writing is a practice. Mm-hmm. And we never expect, like if you're in a rehearsal or if you're at a gym or you're in like on a sports team and you're practice, like no one expects your practice to be perfect. Right. Right. So it's like really interesting and it's like an interesting thought process to go like why does your practice have to be perfect yeah exactly right yeah yeah we went through that a lot early too like we would we would write shit (laughs) and Leo would always be like this is this is gonna win us a grammy (laughs) (laughs) and and i was like pump the brakes so there's a lot of that going and i think now i think she gets that a little more mm-hmm. uh, i still think the internet is like the best song and yeah. nobody yeah. else does there's a lot of half <laughs> half baked songs i think that we are able, like now we're getting better at walking away from them because oh yeah yeah well like let's just leave this we're not gonna like spend hours trying to make this work when it clearly doesn't (laughs) that's also like something that's a skill you have to hone right you have to like get really good and really comfortable at like leaving an idea Mm -hmm. which sometimes is really hard if you've been working on it you're like but i I can do it Uh, i can make it yeah Yeah. especially if we have like one piece that's like there's like a half course and it's like this half course this sounds so perfect. I know what you're talking about, if, and if, I still want it to if, work. If only we could build the other 85% of the song. But the chunk that's there is so good. Yeah. <laughs> we had this, like, court. We had this, because we went to school, the same university, and we had this professor. Oh, yeah. He was, like, European, like, Polish. And he okay. used to always tell us when, like, you're creating choreography. So, like, any choreography can relate to, like, writing songs or making movies or writing scripts. Sometimes you have to kill the baby was what his like used to tell us. Yeah. Which is like the I like still think about it. Probably the best piece of advice I probably like yep. got from <laughs> university. Yeah. Was, like sometimes you have to kill the baby, which is like sometimes you just have to be like, This 
clearly isn't working in this spot. Right. Overall, it's going to be better if we remove this section. Mm-hmm. You got to kill it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's funny because that's a huge thing in theater too. And I'm yeah. like, I know that, but I for some reason it's hard. <laughs> it's hard, maybe especially it's, when you're still connected. Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. because we're like also new and like I just really want things to go well for us. I'm yeah. just like, and it's hard when you get juiced up for 20 minutes on this thing that you think is hot, and then and then the next hour and a half, <laughs> yeah. the next hour and a half is just. <laughs> So deflating because yeah. you're such a high there for 20 minutes, and now it's like, yeah. why did I think this was so good for 20 minutes? And yeah, because there's like one like little like chorus that we tried to put in like four different songs. Oh, yeah. the um, the I'm just gonna sing it now. No, no, wait. the the two drunk, oh, or, yeah, 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 two kids that don't sleep that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We tried to put it in like five different songs, and it just like, didn't work in any of them. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um. Is being an artist fucking killing you? I'm dying that I can't be an artist 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's killing me. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think mentally I'm dying, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like in the grand scheme of life? Right? <laughs> what do you mean? I think in a combination with now working full-time. Because I was a full-time musician before the pandemic. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but I don't take this new job. Like, I don't know. I, um, it's, hard it to, it's hard to be fully committed to, to a job that you love writing music. It's it, not the first time. Honestly, choice. it's such a weird dynamic because I found myself enjoying making music more now because when I was... Um, so when I was playing the band full-time, I was still, like, gigging on the side. Like, the mm-hmm. gig, when we say gigging, I was, like, in bars or doing weddings or, like, just Covers. doing solo mm-hmm. like, like, cover gigs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I did that when I was out of the band you know, for years as well. And I was, you know, a full-time musician, which was great. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're working, the, like, it's you're at the bar until 3 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and playing cover songs, the same cover songs for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, now, even though we're talking about how we have these full-time jobs and we, we're not doing music full-time, I think I've enjoyed playing live more. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been able to enjoy making music more than I did before because I think I was just so exhausted from from doing the same mm-hmm. from doing the same thing over and playing other people's songs and, and yeah because yeah. the cover gigs are a little exhausting just on in themselves yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like people requesting like um, trash yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's weird it's like if you were to ask me that question like a few years ago is it killing me I would have said, yeah, it probably is. I'm probably not, like, focused in my off-gigging time enough on, Mm -hmm. like, original music and things like that. Um, But it's just straight now. Interesting now because is it killing me now? It's like, it is because I don't have enough. I feel like I'm maybe too exhausted sometimes to work on it or something like that. But the times that I do, Mm -hmm. it's, Mm -hmm. like, so much more rewarding than it ever has been. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. A bit of a roadmap to get to that answer, but um, no, no, love it. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like I, I would have said it was killing me. Like when we first started, and I was still bartending and serving, and just like having the really long nights and dealing with like assholes at the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. Like that was killing me. That I had to do that job in able in order to be able to like pursue my music and totally. acting and stuff. Yeah, you know what the other piece is for me. I think too, like a little more security now. Like now, like before, I was just living like you know. Bar gig to bar gig and yeah. just surviving. Like, because they don't pay I those could, well. I don't no, know. that's not too bad. But and half the time it's in drinks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like I was mm. never comfortable, I guess. And now, I don't know. I, I don't want to say work on music leisurely because I still I think we still, you know, push ourselves to do it. But um, but 
I think just having, I don't know, having that comfortable like income source and like you know be able. I think it's just a lot more rewarding now and a lot more it's just a lot easier and to get into mm-hmm. it and, and I don't feel rushed. I think that was it before. I was like playing these bar gigs and I was like, okay, I have to do the bar gig thing to stay afloat. But then in my off time, I have to push this real music thing mm. and it has to happen fast because I don't know how long these bar gigs are going to last. I have to constantly right. push it. If I don't make it, you know, a year from now, I'm not at this point. Yeah. It's going to suck. I need to be there. Yeah, and now yeah, it's yeah. like, I always felt rushed or felt like I needed to push myself like more than I could, I guess, mm. to a certain degree. And now it's kind of just like, Let's just make music and mm-hmm. see what happens. Right. You know, which is, you know, a different mindset. So. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, like, really interesting to think about security and, like, the freedom that it allows you in that sense. Because it's, yes, you have this job that is just, like, parallel mm-hmm. to what you want to do. But the mindset that it gives you to do your art is, like, so important. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. very similar now, like, serving and bartending full time that I'm, like, I'm so exhausted and these like off hours are so hard to like do anything during my day. Right. Like I do not feel like I have the mental capacity to do anything. Yeah. Especially something like that where what you're doing is like constantly talking to people and being very like. You have to be so outwardly focused. Yeah. So like on. Yeah. So then you want to go home and like talk to people in the podcast? Probably not. Because <laughs> you've just been doing that for hours. Like, I mean the podcast is fun. So yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> but it's more so of like I don't want to do anything during the day. Is like I don't want to like the effort that I like put out, even like my partner can tell he's like, Oh, you're like exhausted. You're like not talking. And I'm like, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like him as a human. It's just like, I don't want to talk in general. Or he's like, what do you want to do this weekend? I was like, I don't care. Make a decision. I just don't want to make it like another decision. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, the fatigue of it all. Yeah. yeah. That has been the struggle for us at our new job is trying to find a way to make it like not too draining. Like, even when things shit's going down and there's like crises, like trying to just like not get too wrapped up in it, because then that will exhaust us, right? Yeah, like, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have like one more question, just now that we're thinking that I, you guys make music together, you work together, but you don't live together. Are so after sure? living together, mm-hmm. in your was that a con- like it was obviously a conscious decision, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I think, sorry, what's the question? Just like I'm why just like, why don't we live together? Anymore? Why don't we? Live? Is that the question? <laughs> kind of, yeah. But it's also like, <laughs> not, but like, but like, not, but like not Sorry, in we've like gotten a, good at answering this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like no, not in okay. like um. I'm also it's not in like a why don't you live together way because like I think relationships can be very successful. Like, um, I think it's like you, relationships can work in a thousand different varieties. So I'm just like interested of like why you guys decided to not live together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um so. I was living just outside of Kingston and in the middle of winter and with my best friend who I love so dearly. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> the house was in a bit of rough shape and there was some friends that lived in the house with us. <laughs> some certain, certain friends that like to crawl around. Um, some couch surfers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like that made it sound like it's cockroaches. They did for a second. I thought it was but bugs. I, I thought it was couch surfers. Oh, it's rats. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no one was rat. Yeah. <laughs> Bad description. Scurrying. We're, we're yeah, scurrying, scurrying around. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and so eventually, yes, yeah, I, I couldn't live there anymore. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, we also wanted to get you to Toronto. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nick used to tell me he would never move to Toronto. And then within like a year. Within like six months. Yeah. yeah. I got it. Um, and Layla, Layla's lease was done at her place um, in Toronto. And, and her parents had just finished renovating their basement and turning it into like its own separate apartment with separate yeah. entrance and everything. So she moved in there and then kind of shit went down with my place. 
And so her mom was like, you know, why don't you just come and live here in, yeah. the, in the interim? It wasn't just my mom. It was me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was never, like, this, like, decision decision in our relationship to be like, let's take this next step and live together. You know right. I mean? Like, she... Right. We'd only been dating for, like, always, six months. Yeah. yeah, right. It was just kind of... Like, How things stumbled. Out of consistency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, well, then when you think about it, at that point, we were... Um, working together, living together, making music together. Um, so, like, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah it was um, really hard. And it was the pandemic, so, like, I, I don't know, I had, I had really bad anxiety. <laughs> like, yeah. we were the only people we were around all the time. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. a so, lot. Yeah, so it was a lot. So then once we got... A lot of pressure got, on each other. Um, once we had, you know, job security, I guess, and a little more stable idea of what we're doing for the next year, two years, or whatever... Um, she moved, I, I decided that it was probably best for us to find our own places and get a little bit of space. Mm-hmm. So I moved out, and then she moved out like a month later, and now we're both out of the parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Cool. Sorry if that question was too personal. No, we love it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just, I love it as well. Bring them on. Yeah. Um, well, that's it, actually, because we asked you the question already. Yeah. Layla, you said you already answered the is being an arts feeling. You said yes, not doing the not doing the thing yeah honestly like I I don't even know who I told I, like I do think maybe I should be just be a bartender again because I don't like like I can't I don't like spending so much time towards something that's not my goal it's probably that also, is killing like, me I do really I talk about this with people all the time that are in like behind the scenes of tv and film like I don't think I would because I'm like an actress and a dancer and I was like I don't think I'd be able to work behind the set because seeing people do the thing that you want to do feels like it would tragic it's it's like gonna hurt my soul yeah it does a little bit the only good thing is that like we have a lot of really good connections in that job and like the producers love us and like even the actors like some of the actors we're really cool with so that's nice but yeah it's a little heartbreaking because it's just like that's supposed to be me (laughs) of course yeah so like i would almost rather like have like a mindless like job that does like like be a receptionist or something that doesn't isn't at all creative mm-hmm. so that it can be separate i don't know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i feel but, that yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's like i think there's like a little bit more like freedom and flexibility with serving and bartending right yeah, yeah. i also just like had so many bad experiences with like managers and just like people were terrible that i just specifically i, I actually quit my bartending job the day before everyone got laid off. <laughs> so I was like, I might be screwed for Serb. I don't know. It somehow worked out. Oh, wow. I got Serb, but I don't know if I should have. <laughs> we'll scratch that part. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was, that was exhaust. I mean, I'm, I probably would just find anything to complain about really in any scenario, but like that was exhausting too. Yeah. Like I couldn't do that. I couldn't keep doing that. Yeah. yeah of um, if you want to check your music out, where do they, where do they go? It's on all the streaming services. We are called Your Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, not Your Parents. I love that. We get that a lot. We get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you go to our website, it's weareyourparis.com and everything's on there too. Awesome. Dope. Any plans? You had talked briefly about like music video stuff, maybe? Any plans? Yeah, shows coming up? Uh, we oh, don't yeah. have any shows coming up at the moment. Or We're hoping true? to book some stuff um, in July, I think. Yeah. Is cool. our current plan. Yeah. We have a couple we, of things like kind of lined up. Yeah. Yeah, we might yeah. try to do a little road trip and do a mini tour that's been delayed for two years. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so try to do that. But yeah, we should have some music coming out in like 
don't know, hopefully a few months. Yeah, months, like I think that's yeah, realistic. Summertime, so. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Dope. Thank you two so much. Thank you for coming um, on If you like today's... Thank yeah, thanks for coming on a Sunday. Yeah, thanks for doing a different day. That worked out well. <laughs> of course. Uh, thank you for listening. If you like today's episode, go ahead, check us out at Gal Paul Prods. You can find us anywhere you stalk your ex. Love you lots, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.